Welcome to the Ear Spoon. But what's an Ear Spoon? Well, according to the internets, the Bohemian Ear Spoon is a pole arm featuring a long, broad, socketed spearhead with two outturned lugs or ears, sharply bent hooks, straight spikes, or triangular guards. The guard prevented the weapon from penetrating too deeply into a target so that it could quickly and easily be removed and used to attack another target. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Graphic. But it adequately explains what we do here at the Ear Spoon. See, we stream our consciousness for your enjoyment, but we don't go so deep that we can't pull out. Ooh, feel free to insert your own frat boy joke right about there. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> We're Ear Spoon, designed with a digital lifestyle in mind that fits your schedule and timeline. Yes, indeed, radio end content when you want it. Who are we? Well, I am Fish. I'm Steve West, and this is the Ear Spoon. You're home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Welcome to the podcast, Ear Spoon. I'm Fish. I'm Steve West. And uh, don't forget to uh, like us on Twitter. Yes, you must. We're on the Twitterverse. We're on the Twitterverse. The same thing with uh, that guy, What Runs the Country. Not familiar. Yeah. No? Yeah. All right. Maybe later. Okay. Different podcast for a different day. Very good. Uh, we're also on the, on the Book of Faces. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. The Book of Faces. <laughs> My Who wrote that, The Book of Faces? <laughs> that book face. That's mom. It's it's Facebook. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're on those, uh, that thing, and uh, of course we're on the SoundCloud, uh, which is how you're listening to us now. That's right. All right. So don't forget to like us, and uh, by all means, I think we're pretty funny guys. No. No? No, it turns out. All right. What are never, you going to do? Never mind. Oh, don't. hang on. There's an app for that. Hang on. I got one. <laughs> I got, got one a, on my phone. An app. Make me happy. Right. <laughs> a make me happy app. Because <laughs> uh, we're going to need to be made happy, because today's podcast- Yes. Is all about DACA's. DACA. DACA Con. DACA. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She had some big hits back right. in the day. Uh, DACA. The Dreamers. Oh. Yeah. I hardly. I mean, you, you say that, and I hardly know where to where to go in <clears throat> because, on some level, it, it's it's what you what you can't see is home is me <laughs> is me clenching clenching my temples, trying to touch my fingertips together through my temples. <laughs> Just Quite. so I can feel something again. I know. Well, you know, allow me. Um, Please. For those, I mean, we don't need to re-explain what DACA is to people. I think it's too... Pro- if you're listening to this podcast, you're already familiar with these sorts of ideas. If you don't know, look it up. But Dreamers, it's... D- d- here, yeah. Here's my thing. Here, here's my thing. I am I am going to insist on one thing. What's that? Explaining things. You want to? I do. Explain DACA. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want... In, in layman's terms? Yeah. Just so that everybody who is listening has a clear and concise understanding of what it is and what a dreamer is. Yeah. All right, because I think that is a big part of the systemic problem in our country, is that we hear these words over and over again, and they lose their freaking meaning. Oh, to say the very least. Well, I mean, this is a, a, pro, a, a program, and it actually was an executive order uh, under Obama, <clears throat> that allowed for people who were brought here by their parents and or born here, whose parents may have been or were uh, illegally here. I mean, I, it's a term I, I'm trying to avoid, but okay. who'd not undocumented and not followed you know, legal process, et cetera. The notion being that these are people who don't know any different from this country, have born and raised, grown here, everything they know is here. And so this Dreamers program, it was, it was amnesty of sorts for people to continue on with their lives through sure. no fault of their own. If their parents were illegal or, or undocumented or, or faced you know, legal consequences, so be it. But these young children 
you know, came in utero or otherwise uh, brought by their parents, it's no fault of their own. Right. So, so we have seen and we know families are now being torn apart. Yep. Ice, the, you know. We, we had that happen right here. Yes. In our little town. That's right. That's right, right in our little our little bucolic town yeah. in Vermont, yeah. where this broadcast originated from. Right. Go Green Mountain Boys. Yeah, yeah Brattleboro. All right. Uh, and, and so the idea has been throughout, then we are a compassionate culture. We don't want to punish children, particularly those who have never been to Mexico or the, the 40-year-old doctor who's being returned to Poland who speaks no Polish, who's right. never been to Poland. A doctor. A doctor who's helping people be alive and well. Uh, so it's... I understand policy, and you'll hear from conservatives often like, we're a country of laws. we got to follow the laws. Oh, really? <laughs> Let's take a look at that. Yeah. How are we doing with that? Careful, Chachi. <laughs> but this idea And when that, I say Chachi, I do mean Scott Bale. Oh, I saw him in the news today. We can talk about that another time. Oh, yeah. different podcast for Some a different day. Accusations a, of improprieties from him. No. Can you imagine that? He uh, seems like such a stand-up guy. <laughs> Chachi. Uh, so the, the Dreamer program, or... or you know, Obama said, look, you know, we do want to maintain, you know, immigration laws and et cetera. We need to be looking at this stuff soberly. But you guys didn't do anything wrong. You're good. Let's just, you know, please contribute. And what it takes to be a, a, a doc, a dreamer, it's unbelievable. You have to reapply every two years. You can't get arrested. You can't yeah. be in default. You can't be bad. You have to keep coming back to it. It's a grueling process. Just like immigrating into this country is a multi-year process, yeah. you know. Uh, but you know, get him out of here. And this idea, and, and here's what it stems from. And again, I hope I've defined that at least in, in, in I, simple You know, terms. I, I think, I think it is, it, it's just important because you begin to hear the words and they begin to lose their meaning. That's for because sure. in this culture that we live in today, we are hit with so much fake news, hashtag fake news, yeah. you know, and, and, and we just go, Oh my God, it's all fake. It's gotta be fake. I keep hearing it. <laughs> I, I keep hearing DACA. What is, is that? Is that a condiment? What is that? Daca, daca sauce. Daca. I hardly. I don't know. So, so, but and now bringing it forward, like here we are at a time, like you know, again, we're seeing more and more march of author, authoritarianism, uh, of, of like patriarchal hammer down sort of stuff, and ICE. This I can't remember what it stands for, but you know, immigration, blah blah blah, uh, are acting as some are saying, and I, I, I'm kind of agreeing in the in a way. A, the Gestapo sort of acted, right? Like, he's seeking out brown people. You, see, you know, you have your papers. Did you see today? Somebody there was a. Oh, I can't remember. I, I'm forgive me not having the details, but a Native American was was told by a Trump supporter to get the hell out of the country. <laughs> that is so like, not funny. It's hysterical. I know. I mean, it's like over. <laughs> you know, if that's what we're coming down to. But this idea is you're like, brown. You, know, right? you don't belong here. So so then you ask people, it's like. What's the, what's the fear? Jerks. Like, well, they're, they're coming in and they're murdering us. Mm, actually, no, no, there's no evidence no. for that. Well, they're taking on jobs. Mm, actually, no. no, there's no evidence for that. Like, well, this stuff, I don't know. Here, Here's, here's a fact you should know. 80% mm -hmm. of the population of these United States, if we are not clear on anything... <laughs> On anything, and we're not clear on a lot, mm -hmm. we're clear on that the people that are in the DACA program need to stay. Yeah. 80%. Yeah. Even, even at 
that that shithole president that we have. <gasps> there Yay. Yay. Sorry, FCC, but you're not listening. <laughs> you can. <laughs> the, you, well, you too can tune into the Earspoon. <laughs> <laughs> Found at theearspoon.com. Yeah, right. So even the president himself has basically said, I support this, yeah. but I need my $25 billion for a wall, yeah. which Mexico will never pay for. Which will never really work. Which, no. et cetera. And as the saying goes, you build a 12-foot wall and somebody builds a 13-foot ladder. Yeah. You're wasting time and money and you're ins- insulting people it's gonna based be on a their big, skin. beautiful wall. It's yeah. going to be thick. It's going to be thick. And I, what did I saw? Some of uh, super uber Republican guy uh, walking the border fence mm-hmm. and said, if you want to just, because you're going to, no, I'm dead set against this wall. This wall is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's this wall dumb. Is, is stupid. It's stupid. If you, okay, we need a border. You need to define your border. Put up more of this fencing. It's cheaper, and we could probably get it all done in a year. Right, right. And so you know, and and I think it's let's be clear. Despite the fact that you know, you know, our politics go to the left. You and I, I mean, it's reasonable to say, you know, what's the proper process for coming into the country? And understandably, you know, there are reasons that we want to be on top of things for sure, particularly in well, an I age of terrorism. I, I don't want any undocumented <laughs> rapists coming into my country. I just want documented ones. <laughs> right. You, you too can become president as a as a sexual predator. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. So I, I'm just suggesting, like, it's not like saying, like, let open up the the doors and let everybody in that wants to come in. It's un, it's reasonable and right to be judicious about how we bring people into the country, yep. as any country would and should. But the risk of discrimination and the risk of abuse and the risk of corruption in this is really, really high. I don't know if you recently saw, there are a number of instances where you can see this YouTube video of a, of a, a school teacher, I believe in New Mexico or somewhere down, way far away from any border, stopped by immigration, and they want to, they, are you an American citizen? And she's like, I don't have to tell you that. Oh, ma'am, you do. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't. And I'm not gonna. And they detained her. Yeah. She had her children in the car, mm-hmm. you know, and so she took a stance. She could have easily said, yes, of course I am on your way. But to her credit, she said, this is not the way this country operates. So the idea that we we're going to build a wall to somehow keep Mexicans, like, you know, who was I talking to recently? Like, you know, the idea that, that we can block crime from happening. Like, there's... So- Plenty going on already without the b- walls. You want to bring in good. What we need is a bridge to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that Trump was touting uh, Norway, a, a wantonly democratic socialistic country with great success. <laughs> like, yeah, how'd that work oh out? Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, they wouldn't dream of coming here. They got a good over there because yeah, they take care of one exactly, another. Exactly. <laughs> you. What a moron. But yeah, so that's what we should spend our money on—a bridge to white countries. Yes, yeah, yeah. And honestly, the 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 undercurrent of racism in this is, oh. is unavoidable. And I tell you, it's getting to the point where we can't even use a word like racism because it's such a buzzword. People shut down. Yeah. Like, and I've had conversations with people. I know I shouldn't. I have to stop having these little debatelets with people yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. And so Fake forth. news. <laughs> Fake news. But like, you know, the whole I I, I understand. I understand where they're coming from on some level, yeah. but on on another level, when you when somebody says like you know you're just throwing the racist card, you're calling me racist, like now hang on, there's some fundamental definitions for what racism is and isn't, and the difficulty I have is if you're that ignorant that you're already racist, you're probably that kind of ignorant that will never know that you're racist. That's a conundrum. I've always said the biggest thing that makes a person an idiot is the fact that they don't know they're an idiot. Dunning Kruger wins again. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so. It's true. Look that up. If you don't know Dunning-Kruger, please do. You'll have okay. fun with You're that. Give me. I got a, a lot of homework to do after this already. <laughs> I'm here. I'm in the month of the Maya. Well, the Dunning-Kruger effect, or, or as the Dunning-Kruger club is, was, uh, was coined, uh, is this idea that, you know, people are, if, and my paraphrase here, there's more eloquent ways of saying it, but it, that you're too dumb to know you're dumb. You know, and, and that's a thing. And God knows that's a prominent thing in our country. Literally 60 something million people said, yeah, this reality television star would make a good president. And a majority of them sometime in November do their civic duty. What? In November? Yeah. Then when you vote. Yeah. Yes, of course I do. (laughs) I went a long time not voting. I was, I was so disgusted by the process back in the early nineties. I have always voted. Yeah. I've always felt so strongly about voting. Always have. Well, I, I just, I'm just, I'm beginning to lose my gas around it. I get it. I get it. It's, it's frustrating. But again, we can trail off into that, and I would yeah. love to at some point. Let's have that conversation about how you, uh, what voting does and doesn't do. But taking it back to DACA, you know, looking at how we define ourselves, sort of on the softer side of our country. Like, are we a compassionate melting pot mixing? We are as strong as we are diverse. No. And so, right. We're not. So, so racism has come forward, and and we have to thank, you know, I have to say, the black president thing really triggered a Wait, lot what? of people. Yeah, apparently there was a president that was not purely white. No. Yeah, turns mm-hmm. out. Yeah, look no. in the, yeah, that's another thing to look up. Uh, but this, and I hear people say... Uh, You're talking about Barry Obama? Obama, the, yes. The, the Irish the guy? The Irish guy, <laughs> yes. So that, and you hear... You Only Irish guy with a tan. <laughs> go figure. But you, you literally hear people say, like, you know, well, there wasn't any real racism until that Obama started sticking his nose in things and made it happen or some sort of craziness. Like, oh, my God. And that's real. So here we are. This stuff has come to the fore. Now you've got a white supremacist yeah. uh, mm-hmm. executive branch, you know, for lack of a better term, that has given voice to these not terribly bright white males primarily. I mean, there's certainly others as well. But here we are on, a, on the advent of a new day, and it becomes policy. We see these things become policy. Because they know that you throw raw meat to that base, and they're like, yeah, wall, yeah, screw the DACA, screw the Dreamers. And they feel like they've won some sort of moral victory. Right. You know? And that is and that is a cachet. I'm trying to, oh, man. Um, so <laughs> I was having a, I was down in Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> a while ago. I like Florida. I like the heat stuff. <laughs> I got hit by a car while I was down there, but I, I don't think it's because they knew I was a Democrat. Um <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this about you. You didn't know that? <laughs> oh, different podcast for a different day. Uh, <laughs> I did. I'm a, for for those of you new to the podcast, as we are, yes, <laughs> aren't we though? <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I'm. I'm an endurance junkie. Yes, you are. So I do a lot of uh, like marathons, Ironman, and we were down running in Florida, and I actually got hit by a car. Wow. Uh, but again, I I, I I I don't think it had anything to do. With my my, poli- my my politics, I mm-hmm. think that I was just in the wrong place and at the wrong time. Um, but nonetheless, I was having a conversation with a young lass mm-hmm. who uh, was talking to me about politics. Oh no! And I thought to myself, you know, I am not in my little bucolic blue bubble. That's true. So I need to actually just guard my words here. Choose my words carefully and not come off half-cocked. But I am curious because Florida is always in the mix of every election yes. in some way, shape, or form. Go figure. It's got a lot of them there uh, 
Uh, electrolyte votes. <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah. Please go watch Idiocracy. Idiocracy. There's our, there's our first Idiocracy <laughs> plug of the podcast. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear us refer to it a lot. Quite a lot. Uh, so she basically said to me, well, if you're not in the country legally, you need to get out. All right. Okay. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I can't stay in any other country mm-hmm. without becoming in some way documented, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a citizen thereof. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem with us basically saying that if you're going to want to stay in our country, you need to become a citizen. Mm-hmm. You need to, you need to be, we need to paper you, <laughs> right? We need to, we yeah, need to a put, you, a legal put process, you through sure. a, a, a legal process uh, that will afford you the right of, of becoming a citizen of our fine country. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down. I'm down with it. I am, I am, I am. So I asked her about, well, I mean, so, do you, and at the time, the DACA thing wasn't, it was just starting to bubble. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, you know, what about, like, the dream? Well, again, if you're in the country illegally, then you need to get out. All right. But, but these are people that are here through no fault of their own. Well, they they need to get their paperwork done. And as we drilled into the conversation deeper and deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. and she brought up her friend Michelle. Oh, uh, Michelle. All right. And her friend Michelle mm-hmm. was a dreamer. Oh, boy. And. Oh, boy. I Oops, had to awkward. be the one <laughs> to basically say to her, so you like Michelle? She's like one of my best friends. <laughs> She's been here since she was whatever. Yeah. I think eight or nine. Right. And um and I said, Well, do you understand that what we're talking about applies to her, right? Well, what do you mean? She's been in this country since she was eight. Jesus H tap dancing Christ woman, are you hearing <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, not my friends. No. It's the people I don't know. I want out of here. All right, so so thank God you're friends with a Mexican. Because I really just thought you were a racist. Dodged <laughs> right. so, a bullet there. there. So, uh, <laughs> so you're just ignorant, and you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So there's that. So, so Michelle, if ICE comes knocking on her door, yeah. will be on a plane back to Mexico. A place she's probably never been since she was eight. Right. Yeah. And she was like, well, I don't understand. No, you don't. But... She's been here since she was eight. I said, you're not understanding me. Right. It doesn't care about your friend Michelle. Right. It doesn't care about your friend Jorge, mm-hmm. your friend Vladimir Glivka. Yeah. That's a bad example. He's a, he's a guy who comes to the Harris Hill ski jump. Here oh, and, uh, great so, name. Yeah. Coming so, up uh, in <laughs> February here in Brattleboro. That's right. Uh, so he, you know, he, he, they don't care. Nobody cares if they've been here and that they're working and that they are contributing to our society, that they are raising money for our nonprofits, that they are probably among the best citizens that we have over and above some of those some of those thumb wrestling slugs that you raise and spit out into the world right. with absolutely zero. Yeah, I know. I need to calm down know, a little easy, bit. Easy. Here. Here's a here's some spray Xanax. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> So let me read just some facts. I have this little little uh, thing here. Uh, when somebody says, it's "Why can't the smartphone?" It is, yes. <laughs> right. If only. Uh, why can't DACA dreamers come here legally, like my ancestors? Someone might ask. One, 
uh, the Docker, the Dreamers came as children. Two, to become a citizen, you first must have a green card or permanent residency. Dreamers can't qualify for green cards because they are undocumented. There is no path to citizenship for a Dreamer. Then the retort, but they don't pay taxes and are on welfare. One, they pay income taxes, $11.64 billion a year. Yeah. Two, they cannot collect welfare benefits. F- f- retort, but they're criminals. One, they cannot have a criminal record to apply for DACA. So all the discussions against it are are factually incorrect, but you see people still persist. And then I always have to ask the people the question who persist in this. It's like, so if all of these things, the things, the claims that you are saying are affronting and are problems are actually not problems, what is the impetus behind you wanting this to still be stopped? Like it's sending people to Poland after 40 years of being a doctor and what have you. And for me, it comes down to, you know, a fairly non-conscious racism or non-xenophobia, let's say, because it's not necessarily about race, but like this idea that these brown skin, these non-white people or these non-Americans types uh, have less value. And we have seen what having what a person having less value has done over the many centuries from, you know, uh, uh, two thirds a man or to the genocide of Native Americans or to. Iraq and other invasions that we've done where we dehumanize people and say they are lesser, they have less value, and therefore we can rationalize the most horrifying things that we do to, to other human beings. Yeah. You know. So, so this is Michelle. Like, yeah. the, like whoosh, pick her up and she's out. And we're seeing, I saw the other day, uh, Ice was coming on a, a Greyhound bus in Florida asking oh, people for their papers. Oh my God. And so if you don't see this as the march of fascism and the march of authoritarianism and the march of a police state, like you're just not paying attention, you right. know? And so again, then the question is too, to what end? Like, what is the fear? What, what is the genuine threat? Please someone define for me the threat of dreamers staying in the country. There is no threat. None. None Zero. whatsoever. Yet. We can only reap benefits from these people staying course, and here. And we do. What was it? Uh, I was, um, oh, I can never remember these sources. I can only remember the words yeah. of them of uh, when, shortly after Trump said, why, why can't we get more people from Norway um, <laughs> as, as opposed to, uh, as opposed to Niger, you know, yeah. or, or one of those shithole countries, yeah. say. Uh, and and the statistic was basically saying that the person from Norway is more likely to come to our country, be that alcoholic spouse abuser, mm. than a, somebody from Niger who is likely to become a doctor and cure people. Yeah, that. And there was a time when we, and we used to embrace the whole idea of being a, a multicultural, multinational uh, you know, interface for people from all over the world. And I think this, the data will also show that where there is more uh, diversity in a culture, uh, it's a richer, more vibrant, healthier culture in every possible measure. Pop quiz. I'm ready. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, the tempid tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the Golden Door. Where do you find it? That's the opening Wrong. theme to the Golden Girls. Hashtag fake news. Oh, <laughs> all right. <that's laughs> Turns out. .com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we should we should buy that URL. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure. That's, it's a, that's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, I mean, th- this is literally, this plaque is what we have defined our nation yeah. on. Yeah. It's been our pride of point since all of us. <laughs> Have come have have basically gone through that golden door. 
yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, Irish Italian. Like that, my people came, you know, and, and went through the whole rigors, and, <laughs> as I know yours did. Um, yeah, mine did too. Yeah. I'm safe though. Some of my people are from Norway. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Plus, you're Sicilian, and if yeah. there's trouble, you're yeah, good. You know, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white, and if not, <laughs> I got it. I, I, I have, I have knee breaking in my blood. There you. Go. So, nice. Lucky for you. So, you know, I mean, th- there it is. You can't, you, uh, honest to God, unless your spiritual animal is the wolf, mm-hmm. you came to this country illegally. Now, maybe you be- got, you became a legalized citizen. Mm-hmm. You're exempting Native Americans from this, yes? Is that what you're implying? That's what I'm oh, basically saying. Okay, yeah, yeah got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. I wanted to be clear. Wolf. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, they're the only ones that yeah. basically are, you know, <laughs> just yeah. sitting on reservations every day, scratching their head, going, are you, hashtag, are you kidding me? Right, right, I know. Oh what this shit, what is this? <laughs> I know, I know. That we're even having this discussion, this xenophobic idea is, I would say, and again, I'm not a patriotic person per se, but it's it's antithetical to the American way. It's antithetical, it's un-American and anti-American, this urge to be this sort of condemning of people who, if I mean, people who genuinely want to do harm, who are actual criminals, who do obvious measurable harm. Yes, let's find a solution for that. Yeah. People who are really doing no measurable harm in any form and doing their best and complying with all the rules, like, yeah, get out of here. But yeah, I've never I been know. to that country. Get out. I don't speak the language. Get out of here. Like, what? So who who benefits? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody benefits. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I, I I would say that if all eight hundred thousand dreamers got deported, this country would suffer. Why? Because now we have eight hundred less in our tax base that are paying our taxes, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, everybody is like all hell bent on this whole tax thing and how we're all going to see some kind of a benefit. Well, we won't see it this year, That's and true. by the by the time we see it next year, you know, it's going to be a year, and God knows. Nothing holds our attention that long. Yeah, that's, well, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's certainly a thing. When's the last time, honestly, mm. to prove my point to you mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the, the two people that can't figure out how to shut this podcast <laughs> off? <laughs> Come on, Mom. It's the thing on the left. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a funny story I have for you. Okay, cool. Different podcast for a different day. <laughs> um, so the... Uh, to both to, to both of the people who are out there, let me, let me just. When is the last time you actually had thought about the Vegas shooting? Oh, uh, yesterday. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I hate to blow. Before that, it was a long time. But you, I, you have to be that ass. I know, I know. Let's say if you didn't ask me, if you'd asked me this two days ago, I'd say it'd been quite some time. Right. Yeah. You because know, we forget. Right. Can I tell you a story? Sure. Uh, when. One of my favorite bands of all time is a band called Throwing Muses. And Kristen Hirsch, I think, is a genius songwriter who wrote a song called Hate My Way. Okay. In 1982, I believe, uh, James Huberty went into a McDonald's in Southern California, somewhere near San Diego, and shot the place up with a semi-automatic weapon, shooting children on a playground. I don't know if you recall this or not, but Mm. this was, I mean, we had the Texas, uh, you know, tower shooting guy and there had been shootings and mass shootings before, but Mm -hmm. never like this. And the whole country stopped. It stopped. We were horrified. Like Jessica down the well, like the country went, oh my God, how is this even slightly possible? And Kristen wrote, I think one of the greatest songs I've ever heard about this and, and, and asked the appropriate questions in it. So fast forward. 
you know, and we're talking Columbine, we're talking other things, many of which we've forgotten. And the frequency with which these mass shootings happen uh, has increased and spun faster and faster to the point where we can no longer really process horrifying crimes with guns at them. And we can get into that podcast too. Yeah. But horrifying crimes because we as a culture have become inured to suffering. We as a culture can now rationalize, well, that those people, that has to be, or I can't even pay attention to that because I'm so busy trying to make a living, et cetera. Right. And that, I think, going from 1982 to this point, that is a relatively short period of time in, in, in American history. And we have sort of lost our way and can no longer empathize because we're overwhelmed by these stories. Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. 26 people died. Yep. A majority of them, children, babies. Yep. Babies. Yep. All right. This has got nothing to do with DACA. This just has to do with our ability, as you say, to attach ourselves to the feeling. Yeah. Every year they do a 5K race. Oh. All right. I, I was in the first one. Oh. There was 25,000 people at this thing. Yeah. All right. And if you weren't crying yeah. before the 5K... You didn't have a soul. <laughs> yes. yes, I can get that. Yeah. All right. I was standing next to a mother of one of these kids. She wasn't running, just happened to be the, the positioning of where we started. Mm-hmm. And something that has never left me. Now, I haven't been back to do this, this 5K race. I have a friend of mine who does it each and every year. Mm-hmm. I am going to start doing it again. Oh, nice. Just because you can't forget it. Right. And what we are looking back on right now with this DACA thing is it don't mean anything to us unless her name's Michelle. Right. Exactly right. Well, we see that phenomenon quite often. And all of a sudden that light bulb flicking on like, oh my God. Right. Why would they take Michelle from me? Right. She's like, we go and we drink margaritas and and, and (laughs) and eat salsa chips. Right. And that's what I mean. Like we're draw, we're sliding into a, a slightly different topic, but there's genuine risk. There's genuine hurt. There's genuine pain that happens with great regularity, and we can't seem to attend to that. It's like, well, you know, your Second Amendment, blah blah blah. Yet here we have an imaginary threat from dreamers, but we can act on that, and we can cause great disruption, and we can, you know, you know, find some way to push back on right. that phenomenon. But I see it so commonly, and again. You know, I, I admit my own bias. I, I can't even conceive of why somebody in this current day and age would identify with the Republican Party. But I see so many people say that it's not a thing until it affects them. So I may, as a legislator, uh, have pushed anti-gay uh, legislation. But when my son came out, I suddenly got religion and said, yeah. like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this. So, you know, I mean, God bless Dick Cheney, right? Still hates gay people. Yeah. <laughs> right? God bless you. Well, I don't do God. Yeah, I don't do God. I I don't do blessing, and I definitely don't do Dick Cheney. Yeah, right. Yeah, nobody should. I wish no one had. But um, anyway, I digress. But I'm just saying, like, this, you see it often until it affects them and theirs. Then, you know, and once it does, it's like, oh, they'll get right behind it. But, like, how can you not empathize and say, wow, what must it be like for a dreamer? What must it be like for a person who's been there the whole time? It's the only country they know. Right. So, how can you, can you put your heart into somebody else's? heart, so to speak, and say, wow, I'd hate to, how can I help these people? But we have reached the point where empathy is considered weakness. 
we have reached the point where sympathy and understanding is considered snowflaking or whatever the hell the term is. Like, uh. so to have compassion is says that you are, uh, you know, think of your slur, but you're a weak person, you yeah. know? Um, and if that's the case, I don't even want to play, you know, I don't even want to participate in a culture that in which that's the reality where hard ass, you know, we've seen it happen in history where that sort of wall goes up where you can't have compassion for other people. Terrible, terrible things follow. So as, as we sit here and we discuss this whole thing, of course, coming up here in a couple of weeks as, as the, uh, as the Dems and the Republicans just continue to kick this DACA can down the road. Right. All right. Um, And basically saying that they're uh, coming up in the beginning of February here shortly. Um, as we sit here now doing our podcast. What day is today? 28th? It's 7th, 8th, something oh, like that, of January. Yeah. Um, so as we sit here today doing this, this will come back up for a vote. Will the Democrats stand strong and 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 do it? Or will they once again just go, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't do that. You're pretty bad uh, for doing that. And Chuck Schumer will do some over-afflicted yeah. right. sense of, we are mad as hell, sure and we're mad. not going to take it, but right. maybe five more times. Right. That's it. Right. Five more times. And then Nancy Pelosi, who's around in the corner just with her just her hand up everybody's ass, making their he- making their mouths move, <laughs> you know, and right. just kind of says, and at some point, I mean, I think, was it you and I discussing this the other day? Mm-hmm. Basically know. saying that, you know, it just... It feels like, really, they're just sort of working with everybody else and they're not working with us. Kind of, yeah. I mean, and, and, and frankly, this is why I've said it all along. I mean, as a, as a dedicated progressive who's, when, it, when people call Nancy Pelosi or, or Hillary Clinton liberals, I think, well, good God, what does that, what does that make me? Like, there's what's left of the continuum after that. Yeah. So that centrist sort of corporate centrist thing to me is, you know, I, I esteem to and align with truly progressive values. And I would identify as a democratic socialist. I'm far to the left in that way, but I try to stay very reasonable, but this, the democratic party as an opposition party, I'm sorry, I'm still reeling from what went on with the DNC and the primaries and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and all that crap. Like, so I, I have no faith in the democratic party on a national level. I'm a big fan of Democrats here in Vermont. And I know many of them that are in our legislature and I get behind that, but on a, Dem- on a, you know, Tom Perez, they had an opportunity to elect Keith Ellison, uh, you know, a black progressive Muslim as the head of the DNC. And they went, eh, we're going to go with the familiar guy who's kind of milk toast. He doesn't like to bother because people. Because that, that worked out well for us the last time. Everybody wanted Bernie. Everybody wanted Bernie. All the polls showed that Bernie would... Bernie Williams, sorry, that's a New York Yankee. I think I keep doing that. He's <laughs> a, a, a Hall of Famer in his own right, but uh, I think You're we're trying... You're thinking of Bernie Capel from yeah. The Love Boat. Yeah, that's that's... <laughs> He was, he's running in 2020. I saw it on the internet. Uh, Bernie Kalinsky, who was my old <laughs> third grade teacher in Queens. Uh, so. That's it. I'm changing my name to Bernie Kalinsky. <laughs> nice. so, Bernie Sanders. So we, what we have proven here is that Bernie Sanders, even though every poll shows him winning in high double digits over Trump, hmm. we're going to force Hillary Clinton into this because, damn it, we want to see a woman be president. Now, listen, I'm the first one to basically say, I think it would be awesome for a woman to be president. I think it's more awesome for a candidate that has my best interest at heart to be the president. However, Mm -hmm. if that happens to align with being a woman, brilliant. 
Yep. If that happens to align with an old Jewish guy from Brooklyn who now lives in our great state of Vermont, mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, I can only imagine how the last 60 seconds of this discussion lands on some people who go from zero to 60 pretty quick if you say anything disparaging about Hillary Clinton not being president. I'm not but, saying anything disparaging about Hillary Clinton. I know. Certainly. That's what I'm hearing that, but I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to say it will be misinterpreted as such. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> my, my grandmother used to have an old saying. Oh? Fuck them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. What's for dinner? <laughs> I made those raviolis you like. <laughs> Don't mind if there's a little cigarette-ish in them. It's all good. That's uh, Parmesan. <laughs> it's nice. It's a crunchy Parmesan. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that we constantly, as progressives, as liberals, as Democrats, mm-hmm. are just keep tripping over dollar bills yep. to pick up nickels. Yep. Oh, yeah. Deeply true. Deeply true. So yeah, and this is and so here we sat we we stand in a pregnant moment of of you know you know how it is right now and this is what some of this podcast will be about over the coming weeks and months that uh, we're living in really molten times like so much is moving every day is like what used to be a week in terms of the news cycle and so the question is where do we focus our energy and is it on dreamers is it on do is that really and walls being built is that really what the country's needing meanwhile. We're suffering in ways that are unspeakable. The heroin epidemic, out of control. You know, economically, people are, you know, homelessness, et cetera. You and I have uh, do our work in homelessness here in Winter County. We do. And, you know, we see this getting worse and worse and worse. This is an emergency. There are a hundred emergencies happening right now. Child care, for God's sake. Pick your place to go in. And we put energy, time, money, debate, discussion, et cetera, into non-things. Because it gives somebody some sort of philosophical advantage. We're like, cause we got, we kept the Brown people out or something mm-hmm. who wins. No, but we all lose. I don't know who wins, but we all lose. You know, we all become like this kind of Sean Hannity and the crashing red car. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's, I think whenever you can end on Sean Hannity and, <laughs> and the red crashing car. Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity as a crashing red car? That. This I like. We're going to work on that. If I had any skills in animation, I would make that occur. <laughs> I'd turn him into Her- Her- Herbie the love bug and <laughs> see him crash into something. It's just pow. This, I mean, uh, let's wrap this up. But, uh, you know, I, I would say it's a, it's a painful thing for me in having the discussion like this to say, I understand, and I've said many times, I understand conservative thinking, and I appreciate that there's a place for that. And I know, thankfully, some really likable, smart, sane, rational conservative people. But the notion that Sean Hannity or the Bill O'Reilly's of the world, or, you know, picking Alex Jones, it's propagandists. Like, and again, I would say on the left, the left has theirs as well. There's spin that happens all the time, but in no way. Does the left propaganda come anywhere near the 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 monolith, the juggernaut that is Fox News and Sean Hannity and that? Oh, just what a bunch of troglodytes! But then, yeah, you and I, you know, we look at that and say, I can prove that isn't true. But literally, millions of people with their mouths open Mm -hmm. are taking that in as fact and not even questioning it. But so, if if you happen to be of conservative mindset, now I I often think the same thing of those who stare at MSNBC. Anytime you get your news from some a single (laughs) source, you're not doing anybody any favors. Diversify everyone, you know. Compare and contrast. As a matter of fact, there's oh I'm going to forget the name of it, but I I just I discovered a, a website that gives all three 
left, right, and middle. Um, all sides or something like that. I encourage you to look it up. They have a Facebook page. But it, it gives you the headline, whatever the story is, in three different versions. So you can compare and contrast. And I encourage people to compare and contrast always. As I said many times, I love being proven wrong because I'm that much closer to what's true. I love it when someone says, here, I have facts that show that you're wrong. I don't handle it well. <laughs> I'm a big fan of critical thinking and deductive reasoning. Yeah, uh, but I don't, I don't like being wrong. Yeah. But if I'm inherently wrong... I have to mea culpa. I got I got I got to swallow that pill and I got to swallow extra hard to get it down but I'll do it. Yeah, I hear that. And but the, I mean again, that's a sign of a healthy intellect. That's a sign of somebody who's open to adjusting their views based on new information. And I've had that happen. I'm relieved to say. I mean, I I do my research. I know I only assert things I can back up uh, in in a public conversation, but I have been corrected by people in the past who uh, brought facts to me that I didn't have information about. And and I think they're always surprised when they go, you know what? You're absolutely right. I, I was mistaken about that. Your information is superior to mine, and I will adjust my opinion accordingly. You know, perfect example, and forgive the tangent. We should probably draw it to a close, but... Um, <laughs> we tried that five minutes ago. I know, ago. that's never going to happen, right? Uh, the whole Aziz Ansari thing, like I'm very much behind the Me Too movement. I've been a big proponent of this, but also as a, a white male shutting the hell up where appropriate. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that. Yeah. I sometimes, think. <laughs> sometimes less is more. <laughs> I wholly agree, but I really want to be in full support. But I, when I saw this Aziz Ansari story come forward, my initial reaction was like, Oh no, now everybody's going to be accused all over the place. And this, this, come on, it's just a bad date. And he was being like a guy. Da, da, da. And that was my initial blush. Yeah. Then I read, things. I encourage you to check out Lindy West, who's a brilliant woman writer. And there's many women, I read women's perspectives and they've pulled me towards going, you know what? Actually, yeah, he does sort of, in my opinion, uh, owe some, uh, owe an apology and some responsibility for really perpetuating a sort of male thing in that context. Granted to be publicly shamed and, and specifics given about your, your sexual moves and stuff is like ugly for sure. Yeah. But, and I don't encourage public shaming, but I think I think we'll hear from that man that uh, that he's going to own it and be my sense because I think he's actually probably a good guy. But I changed my opinion based on information I got. And I wholly say that that, that can happen then. It can happen. I encourage it. Now, I'm going to back up and I'm going to say public shaming is good. You think? Here's how. Oh. What I'm going to bring this right back into DACA where we started. Go. All right. Yep. If you have a senator, if you have a congressman that is not standing up for DACA, mm -hmm. that is that is getting this bill caught up in the minutia of all the other BS that happens with these bills, yeah. then, then publicly shaming them is, is, is what you need to do. And by publicly shaming them, don't reelect them. I see what you're saying. I guess, yeah, we'd have to define the term. I don't want to get into the weeds with it, but uh, you know, to expose somebody's you know, sexual proclivities. Oh, or, I'm not you know, talking about that. Kind of, no, 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 no. You know, I mean, just basically you, saying, hey, you know, you jackhole. Yeah, this is eighty percent of the uh, of 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 the GD United States wants DACA. Right. What the frig is so confusing about that? It's pretty. Yeah. So in that sense, I, I agree. Shine a light on it. Hashtag and, and, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I so I wholly agree. Transparency, shining a light on things, um, and you know we're we're appropriate. You know, excoriating people for for reprehensible values. Um, anyway, but I I certainly think that. If you're, if you're operating from a healthy intellectual point of view, which I try to do at all times, is you're open to different thinking, you're open to different information, you're open to uh, new information and facts. 
when people start throwing stuff at me from Alex Jones or throwing stuff at me from Breitbart uh, and so forth, it's like, come on. let's not even, let's not. not. It's like me countering with an MSNBC story or, or something like that. Just don't do it. Yeah. And, and you know, do the responsible thing. Make a meme. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Picture in a couple words. You're yeah, good. There you go. So listen, yeah. uh, the, the whole idea of, the, uh, of our podcast is to basically hopefully inform, give, let you know where, where both Steve and I, I'm Fish, that Steve, uh, yeah. stand on, on these issues. Uh, maybe it gives you information. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you uh, cry, cry horseshit through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you agree with the whole thing. Doesn't matter. The important part is that we are engaged in what's going on civically mm-hmm. in our community, in, in in our country. And we just encourage you to do the same. Right. And invariably, as is the case with us as well, when you hear people talking and sharing opinions and ideas about hot button items, you want to say stuff. And if people want to say stuff back to, to us, certainly seek us out on our website, theearspoon.com. And we will be, as time unfolds, uh, doing more back and forth and engaging in some level. And I will say this as a precursor to that. I'm more than happy to discuss ideas with people. Oh, yeah. I will not engage in personal attacks. I will not engage in uh, poo-flinging, as I like to call it. That's my job. Um, yeah. So if, <laughs> so if anybody wants to engage and discuss ideas or things that they've heard or want to agree or disagree with, by all means. But I'm telling you, you will hear zero back from me personally if, if it gets nasty yeah. or you come at us like no, that. No, that's so. it. And that's uh, so we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. It is The Ear Spoon. I am Fish. I'm Steve West. Thanks for listening.